Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is former West Virginia Mountaineer defensive lineman John Thornton, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. You think that you don't have to ever quit. You think that you can get away with it. You think the light won't be ever lit. It's almost over now, almost over now. Something on your chest, better get it off. There'll be no one left when we set it off. We ain't gonna take it no more since it's almost over now, almost over now. Pop culture. You're not going to oh, do it. I thought you were going, uh, man, I got my, my my intros messed up, but I'll hit you with the pop, 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 pop. It's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. Mr. I Also Hate Pit. I am joining Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. Yes, I'm in the building, and I'm ready to get it on. New week. We here. Let's get it popping. Speaking of popping, let's talk about potato soup. Jeremy, I just had, I, I, you know, listen, I had potato soup the other day and uh, it was given to me. It was somebody gave it to me. And as I started to eat it, I noticed there was orange flecks in it. And I didn't know what to make of this because I typically don't like potato soup with carrots in it. Typically nothing. I don't, period. So I tweeted, I need my potato soup without carrots. And people responded. So I wanted to know how did everybody else feel? So I put it out there. I put a poll up. Should potato soup have carrots in it or not? Did you see it? I saw it. And the funny thing is, no, the interesting thing to me is I never, ever thought about it in my life until you tweeted that. And it made me think, hmm, have I ever had potato soup with carrots in it? I don't know. Probably. Typically, I don't get it in there. But I feel like I feel like carrots and celery and certain other soup things people just throw in there. Kind of lose its flavor and kind of take on whatever the soup's made of. So more of it's it, it, for. So when I'm eating it, I don't really taste the carrots or taste the celery. No, it's more of no. It's more celery of a, is that way because celery is basically just water. Carrots are sweet, and carrots put the sweetness into whatever it is you're eating. So you t- so you tasted it when you ate it. Yeah, I tasted it when I ate it, and I oh, hated man. it. <laughs> and I always wow. have. Now, fortunately, 
they put just flex of it. So I didn't want to be, I didn't want to embarrass people. I didn't want to be. Em- yeah, shout out PJ. But go ahead. So I just, so I just did. You know, I went ahead and ate it. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing I ever had in my life, but it certainly was not the best. Shout out to my mom's on her potato soup. Right, right. But, uh, I, but I, they look, just did, they did, did, they did the shavings. Now this is this is where it gets interesting. So after I put that poll up, two thirds of the people voted saying that it is carrots do not go in potato soup on Twitter. On Facebook, I didn't get a good, I didn't get an actual like number percentage wise because I didn't do a poll, but it seemed like overwhelmingly people said no, p- carrots do not go in potato soup, except for the few few who said whatever you put in your potato soup goes in your potato soup. And to them, I say if you want potato and carrot soup, which is a soup, potato and carrot soup. Then make potato and carrot soup. Don't come adulterating my potato soup with your wow. carrots. Wow, some strong feelings. I don't have feelings like that. I'm be honest. You know me. I don't turn down much, but my collar. Shout out to Randy Price. <laughs> so honestly, it probably wouldn't have bothered me either way. But when you brought it up, I thought I was like, I don't know. I got, I I would have voted no. Carrots do not go in potato soup. But if you put potatoes in my carrots, uh, in my uh. If you put carrots in my potato soup, I'm going to eat it. Now, what was interesting is this is not the debate, but you said you were given this bowl. It's not like you bought this bowl. It's not like you purchased this bowl. Therefore, when you're giving some, given something, you take it and smile. I'm sure you did. But I guess it comes down to what you really like, and you, you're, you're just not feeling carrots and potato soup. For me, I don't care. Real talk. What are your food pet peeves? Because I know you got some. What is Man. something you see somebody do that you say, that's disgusting. Why are you doing it? All right, so I have a few. Got, by the way, few. I was going to say, I got a few, too. I have a few. I'll go one, you go one, I go one. You you want to do like that back and forth? It, it, yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay, so so like specific food stuff, like, you know, putting certain things and certain, thi- uh, certain, you know, foods and other foods. I don't really have. For me, it's more um, stuff like, okay, chewing with your mouth open. I know, like, that's my pet peeve. I'm sure there's a million other people who feel the same way, but – I can't be around you if you chew with your mouth open. I've said that before. It's I disgusting. Saying, I feel like you it said sounds, that before on the show. It I meant more like disgusting. I meant yeah, more I, food pet peeves. Food pet peeves. I don't know. Um, I'll give you another one. People who prefer ranch over blue cheese. There's no comparison on your salad with your wings. There's no comparison. Ranch does not belong anywhere near blue cheese. I don't. I. I, I don't like ranch at all. First of all, but. I don't like ranch at all, but if you're going to compare it to my beloved blue cheese, I'm going to have to kick you out of whatever situation we're in. The truth is, blue cheese is the realist. We all know that. Goat. But. Of all time. I won't be mad if you prefer ranch, because I can eat ranch too. I what, about people who, what about people who eat french fries with ranch? I get it. I think I've done that a time or two. Oh, my God. Jeremy, I think oh I've done goodness. that a time or two. Like... <laughs> gotta understand my eating habits aren't uh exactly particular okay <laughs> okay another one people who put ketchup on everything now, i like ketchup i do like ketchup but ketchup on everything i don't like chick- people who take chicken tenders and put them in ketchup people who put now, ketchup no but no but the difference is with that is it's just like anything else if you like ranch if you like ketchup if you like hot sauce if you like a1 you put it on everything you know why because everything you eat tastes like that condiment so yeah, I but get see, that. I, I feel like this is different. Hot sauce is not the same as the other condiments you mentioned. It's a flavor. It's a taste. 
If you yes, want that flavor and taste, but but you're going to put it on everything. It enhances. The others drown. That's true. That's true. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, like, I get it. I don't agree with. If you it, can't I tell, guys, I have strong opinions about all this stuff. And yours are all, you know, actual food. Mine are all the way you eat food. Like, uh, if I go to a restaurant, my food better be hot. Lukewarm food irritates my soul. What were you doing? Oh, I know what you were doing. You made that an hour ago. And didn't nobody want it. Then I came along and you reheated it. That's that's my pet peeve. I like hot food. If I show up Do you and send I'm it cool, back? Do you send it back, Michael Scott style? Um, no. But I eat it with with irritated look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the way you eat food for me. All right, so all right, not even eat food. I'm sorry. This this is branching out a little bit, but this is an incredible pet peeve. It is probably close to chewing with your mouth open, Brandon. I'm be honest. And I'm sure half the listeners that we talk about do this exact thing. When you're drinking from a bottle, water, Coke, Pepsi. Whatever you drink, for me, it's important to like put your, your your top lip halfway over it and like let it ease into your mouth. You see them little air bubbles come up and it flows nice down and smooth. That's how you drink it. What you don't do is put your entire mouth around the top of the bottle and squeeze it into your mouth. That is backwash city. I will never drink from the same container of you, and it's disgusting. Wait, I see people. Do- wait, when are you drinking after somebody anyway? I don't. I, okay. Okay. I don't anymore. But I'm just saying when I see people take the whole bottle, they put their whole entire mouth over the <laughs> and squeeze <laughs> like it's a Gatorade bottle on the ha- on the sideline of a football game. That's not okay. I hate it. Like it goes through me. It makes me cringe. I'm trying to think it, if I've ever even seen anybody do it. You must be oh, talking about somebody specific. Oh, I have like three specifics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have three specifics. who we'll always do it. And I just want to punch them in their face. I can't. I have to look away. I have to look away. Look away. Look away. Brandon is so terrible and disgusting and learn how to drink. Okay. I feel like immediately, if you drink like that, then you're one of those people who also drink from the carton in the in the refrigerator when I'm not looking. I feel like if if you're one of those people, you're also one of the people who licks all over their fingers in the spoon as you stir your food, soup, steak, or whatever you're using. You're licking all over it. I'm sorry. When 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 you have that kind of disgustingness going on in your life, then you're disgusting all around when it comes to cooking and consuming your food. All right, so now you've heard the RVK's pet peeves when it comes to food, potato soup, all the way to how you drink your soda. No, no, real quick, real quick, no, 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 real quick before you wrap it up. Now, I was looking online, and they were talking about one person's pet peeve was somebody who slurps their soup. Have you ever been around somebody who slurps their soup? Yes. Have you really? Yes, because it's hot. People slurp their soup. I've never, I've never been around somebody who disturbed their soup. If they did, I would probably punch them in the head. That would probably be higher <laughs> on my rankings. I've never seen somebody slurp their soup. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Was that it? That's it. That's it. That's all I got. All right. From slurping soup to potato soup to sucking down drinks, those are our pet peeves. What are your pet peeves when it comes to food? Because you know you have them. Tell us. We want to know about them. Leave us an anchor message. You can do that for free. Leave us or tweet at us. Get at us however you want to get at us and let us know what your food pet peeves are. Facebook message, whatever it is, let us know, people. We want to hear it. Rap me, boys!
You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code RaspyVoice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code RaspyVoice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. And you say you hate me, and we go to bed angry. I know everything will be alright. I'll be here waiting. I promise I'm changing. I just need time. Segment number two. We're talking WVU hoops. This is Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pit. Joining Jeremy J and Phoenix. Phoenix, let's go. Let's talk about basketball, son. The Jimmy V Classic, West Virginia versus St. John's in Madison Square Garden. West Virginia takes its first L of the season. Jeremy, what did you make of the game? Ah, it was a tough one. Um, we came out. I, I just felt like we could play a little harder. That's the truth. Play so harder? Is, yeah. Play a little I, bit harder. I definitely did not think we didn't play hard. I just – I, I, you know what? And it's one of the things that we just need to grow up. I think we have enough talent. But in that game, I feel like we, it's the first time this squad has been hit in the face with a, another squad who's playing, you know, extremely hard and tough and physical. And once again, we know we haven't won in the Garden for a while. I don't know how much of a factor that is. I mean, you know, we're, what, one in six the last, you know, few times well, we've been it was definitely a home, it was definitely a home court advantage for St. John's. But um, – yeah, I just think that it, these are – and I actually think this is going to be good for us. I think these are coachable moments. It's not like we got blown out, but it, the very coachable moments because we have the talent. We turned the ball over way, way, way too much. And I know that St. John's presses and they speed you up and they cause turnovers, which is what we used to do. But there's no way you can have as many turnovers as we had and win basketball games on a consistent basis. And yet we still only lost by two points with a good chance of going into overtime had the refs not called a very weak uh, foul that was not a foul on Derek Culver at the end of the game. But, Jeremy, do you know what really concerns me? What? Would you say this this team is a, is a better shooting team than they were last year or worse? I actually think they're a better shooting team. It's actually about the same as it was last year. West Virginia is making 42.7% of its shots, which is not very good. Now, fortunately for us, we're 14th in the nation in offensive rebounds per game, so that helps to make up for the fact that we're not shooting the ball that well. But we're 32.1% shooting threes, Jeremy. 32.1%. That puts us 221st in the nation. Now, I got that. I got that. Wow. Wow. Kevin Kinder from Blue and Gold News put me up on those stats. I read his article. And when I looked at him, it explained so much. There's a lid on the basket. We thought Sean McNeil 
and Taz Sherman were going to change our shooting woes. At least I did. And I thought Emmett Matthews was going to do a lot better. Emmett Matthews is not doing a lot better. You can see spurts. You can see moments where it looks like we're going to be better, and then we're not. And in yeah, the article, I- they talked about why we're not shooting well. Um, Deuce McBride talked about it. He said, we don't know. He said, we're making shots in practice, so they don't know what it is. He thought maybe it was the, the fact that they're not passing very well. How do we know they're not passing very well? Because as Kevin Kinder put it, WVU is a hideous .93 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. That means it's less than one assist to one turn. It's almost 1 to 1 assist to turnover. Which puts I noticed two, that, yep. 213th nationally, Jeremy. 213th. There's no way we're winning. We're going to win games. There's no way we're going to any Final Four playing ball this way. We've got to improve. We, the good news is I think we can. Uh, me too. That's a thing. I hear these stats and I feel like, okay, wow, wow, wow. But when I see us play, when I see, I'm not saying everybody can shoot like McBride or, or or McNeil, but I feel like once we get, you know, a little bit more chemistry with the team, have them gel a little bit more, I see that terrible word potential. There's other teams that I saw that that we played the last few years that there was no potential. It was all cra- cross your fingers. Hopefully tonight we shoot well, you know. This yep. team, I think, has the potential to turn into a squad who can score the bucket better, who can shoot threes better. Not every, Maybe not every player, but there's certain players who can stroke it, and if we can get them the rock where they need to be, then, then we can be better. The thing for me, when I look at the St. John's game, I always say like our leaders on this team scoring you know, on the court are Haley and Matthews. When Haley has six and Matthews has six, and yet, and still, we only lose by two points? Look, I'm not trying to gain a moral victory. What I'm saying is the two guys who you can usually depend on to make a few buckets to get you 15 to 18 points, both provide six points each, and we still only lose by six. I think that, you know, this is a building moment. This is we a didn't teachable lose by six. moment. We lost by two. I meant, I meant by you still only lose by two. My bad. I was hung up on the six points that both of them had. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's a um, good point. So, yeah, and I feel like they're the leaders. I mean, McBride, I mean, how many did McBride have? McBride had two points? That's crazy. That can't happen. You got to get more aggressive, young man. You are too talented, too athletic. I don't care who it is across from you. For you to have two points at the end of the game is not acceptable. But it seems like these guys are willing to work. Unlike other teams, these guys are willing to work. And when you're willing to work, Bobby Huggins can work with you. Hmm, funny how that works out, right? Yep. So so when I say potential, when I say teachable moment, because I think that they'll listen to it, I think they'll grow, and we will grow. Tough loss, but you know what? It's not the end of the world. It may actually be good for us, you know, and keep it moving. Yeah, and I don't think St. John's is a terrible team. There are a lot of people who were putting us down like we lost to, um, I don't know, Pitt. Or something, you know what I mean? Or Duquesne, yeah. not not Duquesne, but a team that's not very good. <laughs> but I, and I'm not telling you I think St. John's is a great team, but they they played a great game plan at least against us. They matched up well against us, and Figueroa was the best player on the court without question the whole game. Yeah. So I want to give she- credit where credit is due, but I also recognize that even playing the way we're playing, we had a shot to still be undefeated. We got Austin PA next. Uh, actually, Austin PA is going to be Thursday the 12th, which will be tonight, if you're listening but, to this when it came out. Um, but I, so, I will also, 
I also want to say this early on. Four number ones have went down. This is Tuesday night. Louisville just took an L to Texas Tech. Now you're thinking uh, national champion runner-up Texas, Texas Tech. No, they don't have their best player right now. And yet they lost by double digits to Texas Tech, a team that was 5-3. and three, and Now they're going to be 6-3, and three, Texas Tech. Um, so what I'm saying is early on for everybody. Four number ones go down. Uh, Louisville just lose to unranked Texas Tech, who has three losses on the year without their best player. Yeah, by the way, this is a terrible ba- college basketball season. All these people trying to tell me college basketball is better than the NBA. You guys are out of your minds. College basketball, there are way too many missed shots. The missed shots aren't because of good defense, guys. It's because the players aren't as good. A lot yeah, of players... I, I like the passion. I like, I'm like. i sorry. I, I mean, I like the NBA, but the passion, um, it just seems It seems like the games mean more in college basketball. Um but they literally and, don't. They literally don't, Jeremy. You can lose every single game the entire season, and then win your conference tournament oh, and be agree, in the I, and be in the. Sweet, I hear. The, I hear what tournament. you're saying. I'm just saying. I watch NBA games where people aren't playing. There's 82 games. They're There's just way not, too either, many games in the NBA. Either they're not. Either they're literally not playing, or they're just yeah. not playing. They're not. No, playing. I I agree. There's too many games and, in, the, in these last few years. How hard was it to pick who was going to be in the finals? Or the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. But what about this year? Who? What about this year? No, no. This year's NBA season is dope. Don't get it twisted. Exactly. Seeding matters. All that stuff matters. Home court advantage matters. This year it's wide open. It's wide open. It's a way better game. People are crazy if they're not watching the NBA or if if you love basketball. There are people who are trying to tell me there's no strategy in the NBA. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. You don't pay any attention. But I will say, I will say... I feel like the NBA is more postseason driven. That's, it is. I guess. I, I guess that's a word. But but, but, but NBA, I mean, are you kidding me? Basketball. But NCAA is all about March Madness. But no, it's not all post. You have these big time matchups in the middle of the year. These tournaments. Then conference play starts. You have hated rivals that you only get to play two times, maybe three times a year. I feel like the NBA is more cruise control until the playoffs, and then you see. That, that's why I say like don't, like the regular season and the postseason are two totally different things. College basketball, I don't necessarily feel the same way. Yeah, I just feel like the product's not as good. It's like it's like, you know, I'm watching lower level execution, and it's apparent, and it doesn't have the same pomp and circumstance and pa- pageantry as college football, where it's the same thing. You don't have a, you don't have the same kind of talent um, because it's college, but the pageantry the pride, the fact that there's so few games and each one matters because there's only four slots in the playoffs, um, that is the difference for me. That's why I like college football more than I like the NFL. But I don't like – I like the NBA more than I like college basketball. Okay, well, good for you. I like college basketball. I, I mean, Don't get me wrong. I think, I think it's even with the NBA, and I think here now that there's like real fight. I, there's just more um, – I will watch a college basketball game – that doesn't have the two or three elite teams. Whereas in the NBA, I'm only watching two or three teams if they're on. Other than that, I'm going to turn the channel. You're watching the Clippers. You're watching the Lakers. You're watching the Bucks. You're watching who else? I'm not watching the Clippers. I'm watching the Lakers. You're not watching Paul George in the claw? Nope, not at all. Sorry. I know they're great. I know they're great. You're not watching Houston? I turn on for Houston. I'll, I'll watch Houston. Um, you know who who's in this mix that I never expected to be in this mix? Who? 
the Mavericks. Oh, I love Luka Doncic. Don't nobody front on Luka Doncic. That dude is for real. And I, legit. I, had, I had to Google why him and Trey Young are tied at the hip. That's how you know how much – I mean, I get into NBA basketball. I love NBA – I like NBA basketball. Do you know why they're tied at the hip? Because of the trade. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Because of the trade, during draft day, they were traded for each other. But Trey Young is a bad boy. I know I'm going to offend Mountaineer fans, but I don't care. Trey Young is scoring and doing it at a great clip, shooting at a ridiculous p- pace, um, but he's not winning. Luka is winning. Yeah, but does that have to do with the player or with the team? In the franchise, when has Atlanta when has when has Atlanta ever won in any both? Because what did what did Trey Young win at Oklahoma? And Steph Curry took Davidson. Look look what he did at Davidson. But I'm just saying, what has what what has Oklahoma ever done in Oklahoma, basketball with Oklahoma? I mean, I agree, but they've Oklahoma, been solid. I'm just saying, like they're not. Oklahoma got more resources. I'm just saying, Kevin Durant prestige. went to Texas. Kevin Durant went to Texas, and what did he do with Texas? But are what, you, it, what are has you, Kevin Durant done without a super team? Besides I, blow I, three, uh, besides blow three one lead, please. Besides please blow three one lead, don't act like Kevin Durant's not top three players in the world. But what has he ever done on his own, Jeremy? Uh, look, Brandon, look. I Jeremy, he lost to the Heatles. He lost yeah. to the Heatles <laughs> with, okay. with Westbrook and Harden. He lost to the Heatles. He, they were young. And, uh, oh, okay. Westbrook, okay. Yeah. Then with Westbrook, he blew a 3-1 lead to, to Golden State. So one of the greatest teams ever? Okay, yeah. I know he did. I'm just saying. And then we'll, see what, he does. we'll see what he does for the rest of his career. We'll see. We'll see. He tied, we'll he see. tied his career to Kyrie. We'll see. But you say we'll see. I understand. But when he was with when he was with Golden State, he was the man. Jeremy, it's easy, like you just said, the one of the greatest teams of all time. Then he added himself to the team. Of course he did. No pressure. It was easy. Yeah. I, okay. All right. We'll see what he does. We'll see what he does from here on. My point is, um, Trey Young has has I, I've not felt like he's been with a, a ridiculous team or. Coach or organization but yet. in college basketball, Jeremy, in college basketball especially, one player can change everything. Who did – Jeremy, who – name one person who was on oh, – this is dumb because you're not going to be able to name anybody that was on the Oklahoma team either. But I was going to say, name one person on the Davidson team from Steph Curry. But – Hold on. What did he do? Did he go to the Final Four with Davidson? Didn't they go to the Sweet 16? Yeah, yeah. Did Trey Young go to the Sweet 16? No. You don't know. You don't no. have no clue. You have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's I'm going to tell you right funny. now, you didn't. It's funny how people make arguments. <laughs> Just be making arguments. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that, that about wraps it up. <laughs> you still trying to Google it. That's what you do. You okay? still trying no, to No, I thought you said that wraps it up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That wraps it up. And I thought you were saying that because you were trying to wait to, to find out whether you made the Sweet 16 No, or not. no, I was letting it wrap up. All right, that's it. <laughs> we out. Wrap me, boys! The Raspy Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorg Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Hail West Virginia. Hail.
This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. They're part of the Raspy Voice Kids doing this interview by myself today because J.N. Fiend is taking a break. But it doesn't mean the party stops because today we have Coach Ron Everhart, assistant men's basketball coach for the West Virginia University Mountaineers. Coach Everhart is the pride of Fairmont, West Virginia, and we thank you for joining us today. How are you? Good, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and uh, sorry to hear your boy's taking his day off here today. No, it's okay. Sometimes you got to do that. You understand how that works. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. So you're from Fairmont, West Virginia. Yes, sir. How did you end up meeting Coach Huggins? You know, when I was a kid, I used to come up here a, a lot, uh, obviously being so close to Morgantown, and uh, I just, uh, you know, was around a lot, kind of a gym rat type of kid, and uh, got to meet Coach Huggs after, you know, games and so forth and just was kind of around and, and got to know who he was and then you know as we kind of progressed and got older and moved through life we just really kind of stayed in touch I just uh, always had a great deal of respect and admiration for the man even even as a young guy and uh, that's that's sort of how it all started way back in in the day well he obviously has the same kind of respect for you wanting you to be a part of his staff and having you be part of his staff for such a long period of time thus far you uh, were part of you were the reason for the turnaround at Duquesne as the head men's basketball coach. Uh, in 2012, you, is that correct, you became the, an assistant with WVU? Yes, sir, that's right. Can you tell our listeners your role as an assistant coach, what you kind of do for the team? You know what, Brandon, I think your role as an assistant coach at, at any level is, is uh, you know, one and only. You, you help the head coach try to win as many games as you possibly can and be as well-prepared uh, and do whatever you have to do uh, sitting by the head coach to help your team win. And uh, whether that's having a better relationship with the kids in your program on a day-to-day basis, which is, is, has been something that I've taken a lot of pride in because as a head, being a head coach for so long, you can't have that role. And uh, I've really kind of enjoyed the role of, you know, being an assistant coach and having a, a, a better relationship with, the guys on the team and so forth and that's pretty much you know I think get in where you can fit in type of thing um, you know as an assistant coach because everybody kind of has the things that they're good at and uh, coach Harrison's been with coach Hugs for a very long time both at Cincinnati and here um, you know obviously I've known coach for a long time but I've only worked with him for for eight years which in terms of coach Huggins assistance that's not a real long time uh, so, you know, I, I just felt like, uh, you know, one of my biggest things was to, uh, you know, make sure we had great chemistry on our staff and to try uh, my best to make sure we have great chemistry on our team uh, in terms of having relationships with guys. And obviously the, the, the other parts of it, being good on the floor every day and not, not, not having bad days on the floor coaching the kids and, um, you know, again, not, not having any bad days if, if you can, being prepared for, you know, our next opponent, that type of thing. Well, last year we had a lot of bad days, and you were a part of that. Yeah, we you, did. You remember that. What makes this I team? Do. What makes this team different than last year's team? You know what, Brent? I think it all goes back to like leadership, you know, and how your locker room stands. And uh, every locker room is different for every team, uh, for every one of our teams in different years. You know, and if you go back and you look at the guys who you could. Uh, educationally guess that they're sort of the leaders on the team or the guys that the, the people 
around the team are listening to, uh, you know, when you get in that locker room, it's got to be all, all about what we're trying to do and all about us and not about I. It's got to be about we. And, uh, you know, I think if you look at our teams in the past, you know, the guys that we've had, you know, in those locker rooms, the Gary Browns and Juwan Statens, uh, Devin Williams, uh, John Holton, uh, Jay Sean Page, Dax Miles, Javon Carter. You know, when you when you when you go into that 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 mindset of kind of looking back on, you know, who are the guys that are your your locker room guys? Um, I think that speaks volumes in terms of what type of team you see on the floor, in terms of competitive, uh, in terms of respecting each other, sharing the ball, being good, and that type of thing. And that's 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 pretty much what it's all about. You know, it's about the guys buying in and doing what, uh, you know, you expect them to do as coaches or what you try to teach them to do every day um, <clears throat> or, or, or the type of effort they have to put forth every day coming out of that locker room and being on the floor and, and, and giving everything that they have uh, for us to be the best possible basketball team we can be. And, 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 and we should be. We should be that way every day. That's what that's what our state's about. That's what it's always been about. And, uh you know, I take a whole lot of pride in uh, trying to perpetuate that attitude. Uh, my grandfather was a, was a coal miner. He worked for Consolidated Coal Company for years. He died in the Farmington Number no. 9 mine. You know, he got up every day, packed his lunch, and went to work. And uh, I think that that's uh, a whole lot about what we have to be about and what we have to make our kids understand is so important here uh, in, in the state of West Virginia. Who would you say are the leaders on this year's team? Well, I think naturally you you, you got to take a look around. And you see the guys that are, have come back that have invested so much. The Emmett Williamses, I mean, I'm sorry, Emmett Matthewses and Jordan McCabe's. But then the new guys who are are you know you know all in that, that, that you could tell just because of the way they play the Oscars and and Deuces of the world. I mean, those guys are uh, you know guys who who you know make that locker room whatever it is, and those are the guys that create that competitive environment every day when we walk out of there. Stuff like the Breakfast Club, right? Kind of the same deal, yes, sir. We loved it over here. As a fan, we loved watching uh, the videos, seeing them be, being so invested in making that their own thing and also calling it the Breakfast Club. We can only imagine that the coaches feel the same way. We to- talked to Coach Harrison uh, a little bit about that previously, and he felt the same way that you're saying. Um, but it's just fun to see. It's really fun to see. Um, this team has a lot of expectations because of Oscar Shibway being a McDonald's All-American, because Culver got the accolades that he got last year, because we returned players that showed a lot of promise towards the end of the season last year, uh, in addition to the players who have come on, as you mentioned, like Deuce McBride, Sean McNeil, Taz Sherman, et cetera. What has to happen for this team to reach its full potential? Well, I think you mentioned uh, the names that are important. You know, the new guys that are coming in that are the guys that, uh, you know, have got to understand our culture and become a part of it and, and become, you know, like everyday guys. Uh, you know, I think the, 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 the guard situation has, has got to become a, a consistent uh, deal where we were getting the same type of thing every day, the Taz's and Sean's and uh, those, those new guys that are that are getting here, I think um, every junior college guy or every new incoming guy has a has a, a adjustment time 
you know, and, and, and it, it takes people however long to, to get it and get it right and fix it and all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, we're in that period right now where we're kind of in that mode where like, um, you'll see, uh, one guy have a great game one night and another guy have a great game the next night and guys will step up for each other and put themselves in, in, in those positions. And I think that, uh, you know, we can, we, we can become more consistent with that, with, with everybody, not, not just, not just the Taz and Sean and, you know, our guards, but also with our wing guys and our big guys and so forth. Um, I think that then, you know, we become a basketball team that, uh, you know, we're, we're good. Uh, we, we can be deep, uh, if, if we can be more consistent and I think we can, um, you know, go out and compete on a national level if, if that happens. And of course, you know, every year you, you hope that that period of adjustment is shorter, but it, but it's always there. And I think right now we're in that period of adjustment where guys, um, you know, for whatever reason, one day is really, really good, and the next day may not be so good. Even, even, even with Oscar, you know, being a freshman, you know, you'll see some fluctuation with him in terms of good day, bad day, foul trouble, no foul trouble, stuff like that. So, I think when we figure it out, you know, and we have uh, gotten to a point in the year where we've we've played a little bit more, our sample size is bigger. I think you'll see a, a marked improvement in that because uh, those guys are working really, really hard every day to try to make that happen. Well, you, your coaching record speaks for itself. You know about rebuilds. You know about uh, develop, developing teams and building from from nothing to something, essentially. And uh, this team had a, long, had a long way from last year to go up. And so far, so good. So we're happy to see the growth. We're happy to see the, the, um, the rebound. And hopefully it'll continue and just get better as time goes on. Well, you know what? I think it will. I think that uh... – you know, these kids are, are, are really fun to be around. Uh, as a coach, it's really fun to come to practice. Uh, everybody's invested. Everybody has ownership. Um, they're, they're, they're just, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, everybody right now here in this program is all in. And uh, uh, there's no wavering about that. And I, I'm very proud and honored to be a part of the coaching staff with this group of kids. They... Uh, they make it a lot of fun, and they make you they, as a coach. They make you want to get on the floor every day and help. Well, we love to hear it. We we see it too. We see their social media, so we see the fun they're having too, and the camaraderie that they have, the support they have amongst one another. So it's great to hear it from the inside. Um, I was in Madrid. Uh, that's the last time I saw you, actually, and that's I right. could see that's it. Right. I could I could see it, and I could sense it on the floor there, and I could sense that Miles McBride was going to be something special. Um, and so far, my predictions have come true, and hopefully they just keep coming true. I won't tell you the rest of them because I don't want to jinx it. Well, I, I think your your predictions are, are, are good. I mean, I think that, you know, when you see it with your own eyes, you have a feeling that, you know, it's there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, us as coaches have to cultivate that. We have to make guys um, put them in a position every day, hold them accountable, make them develop. Uh, at the same time, I think, you know, you got to, uh, encourage them to continue when things aren't going so good to, to, to get out the next day and, and work at it and get better. Um, you know, hey, if you're not making shots, spend more time in the gym. You know, if you're if if you're not guarding as well, hey, you know, get out the rubber bands and let's work on it before practice. Let's let's get better. Let's get better laterally, whatever it is. But we've got guys that are real willing to do that. I think in the past we've had guys uh, that that were were willing to do that, but 
maybe not with the same conviction, you know, uh, a year ago. Uh, this year, I think the, the conviction and the, uh, the dedication to what we're doing and how we're doing it is a whole lot better, and it's fun to see. Yes, it is. All right, so speaking of fun, we're going to do the fun part of the interview. Everybody gets these questions. I don't know if Coach Martin or Coach Huggins or Coach Harrison <clears throat> warned you about this or not, but here it comes, rapid fire. No, this, they, they guinea pig me, man. They, they, I, I had no idea. Nothing. Okay, well, let's go. Here we go. All right. What, what's the better movie, Lion King or Toy Story? Toy Story. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Cool Ranch Doritos or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Man, I hate Doritos altogether. I don't even know. I, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't even begin to guess on that one. All right. Best, best fast food French fry? Uh, McDonald's by far. Best Pop-Tart? S'mores. Good choice. Um, does ketchup go on a hot dog? Absolutely. I love that answer, too. All right, here's unless, the one. That, unless, now, unless, unless, unless it's Russell Yan's hot dogs in Fairmont, then you get thrown out of the store for asking for ketchup. <laughs> there are a lot of people who have strong feelings about ketchup on hot dogs. That's why we asked the question. Um, and finally, this is the question my brother always asks, and we ask everybody this. Sometimes we get honest answers. Sometimes we don't. Let's see what you say. Is it right. okay to pee in swimming pools? Uh, it's not okay, but uh, you didn't ask me if I have or haven't, so I'm going to say that, uh, yeah, y y no, it's not okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coach Everhart, thank you so much for your time today. We know you're a busy man, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and hearing you and uh, winning with you for a long time into the future. Brandon, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate you having me, and hey, get up here and see you soon. I, I, it's been a long time since Madrid. All right, brother. Rat me, boys. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. College football time with the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. I'm with... Jeremy J.N. Phoenix in the building, the both. West Virginia lost a commitment from their top recruit, former four-star Lammy Constant. I say former four-star because he was dropped to a three-star by one service. He had less than a stellar year at his in his senior season, and West Virginia backed off. Lammy Constant said that it was a miscommunication between he and the school on both ends, but it sounds like behind closed doors, West Virginia was not thrilled with him, and so they were not going to keep pursuing him. Jeremy, what do you think this means? Well, hopefully, if you have um, trust in the climb, if they were pulling the scholarship or you know funny about the scholarship, hopefully they got other people lined up. Hopefully that's what it means. You ain't going to pull a scholarship unless you got something behind it, right? Or unless this person has character issues, which I'm not sure if he does or he doesn't. But usually there's reasoning. So 
right now, I got every reason to trust the, the, the climb. Um, so that, that's what I'm going to do. The way I do feel, though, is this is the exact reason why I could care less about recruiting. I'm not hating on all the guys who cover recruiting. They do a phenomenal job, and they work so hard to get these kids and talk to these kids. Hats off to them because the truth is that's hard work to nail these guys down to get the real inside scoop. But the reason why I personally don't care about it is because so many times you follow a person for a whole year watching what he says, watching what he does, watching his highlight reel. Oh, he's coming here. Oh, he's going there just to have him decommit or never show up. Matter of fact, I saw the dude that I was most excited about coming to West Virginia two years ago, Jace Rogers, committed to Houston. When, when Juco route didn't come to West Virginia, then now he's going to Houston. Shout so, out to Jace Rogers. That's our dude. And the dude's going to be a monster. But the point is, I'm not wasting my time following these guys who are never going to suit up for West Virginia. I will care about these players when they're in camp um, Put. Putting a jersey on. Put a jersey on, Warren Sapp. When they have a jersey on actually playing for us, that's when I'll care. But this is the exact reason why I don't put a whole lot of stock in recruiting. Unless it's like a once-in-a-lifetime kid like um, Will Greer maybe. Um, man, how about, I'm not forgetting his name. Uh, Terrell Pryor. When he was coming out, I was all about it. I was all about it. Terrell Pryor was that kind of game-changing, program-changing quarterback, I, in my opinion, that I felt like he was. I was going to follow what he did. But if they're not one of those, I care less. Let me know when to get to campus. That's how I feel. If you're not a monster, if you're not in-state, that's another thing that's important to me, in-state. I yeah, follow in-state, in-state is state, important. Yeah. In-state and monsters, four or five stars, then I'm not really paying a whole lot of attention all the time like I used to because it's exhausting, it's unfruitful, and it doesn't really do me any good because – Kids you expect to be stars don't end up being stars. Kids you don't that you had no anticipation of or had no weren't even on your radar turn out to be great. So it's just such a crapshoot for a lot of these guys. Uh, so I'm with you. I don't sweat it. Uh, if I was one of the four teams in the college football playoff, I would be paying attention because they do get monsters. Ohio Absolutely. State, LSU, Clemson, Oklahoma. What do you think about the college football playoffs? Uh, first and foremost, let me say I got it right. Uh, excuse me. They got it right. I live in Buckeye country right now. I'm in Ohio. So it's so funny to listen to people um, bellyache over. We had to play a perfect season. And when we didn't play one perfect season, when we had two bad quarters, all of a sudden we dropped down to number two. Shut up. OK, shut up. Shut up. We've won, we beat five of the top 21 teams. Uh, who's only beat four of the top 18. Shut up. Look. LSU came out and dominated, dominated. They beat the team who's been to four straight championship games in Alabama. They they beat Auburn. Anyways, we're not even getting this because you're saying, oh, we beat Wisconsin. Shut up. Wisconsin is not – anyway. We'll, we'll Wisconsin see. We'll is see so we- one-dimensional, it's not funny. Not even funny. But the bottom line is this. If you'd have handled your business not, it didn't look like you were about to get beat by Wisconsin the first half, you would be where you you needed to be. But instead, now you're playing Clemson. And here's the biggest thing. Oh, my goodness. I've never been so excited for a college football playoff um, as I am for this year with teams I don't even care about. Ohio State and Clemson. That Look, I've been hearing people talk about it all week. That is a big boy matchup. It is bring, bring your lunch pail, bring your hard hat. It's big boy football. 
Clemson, Ohio State. Who's going to win? I'm not even sure. The truth is, you can say, oh, well, Clemson didn't play well all year, or Clemson didn't play anybody, or Clemson took it easy. Of course they took it easy. They've been in the last four national championships, or or three of the last four, something like that. And they won it last year. But you saw when it was time to handle business. They won it two know, out of the last three years. That's right. And I know they played Virginia, but still, they, they were up, what, 20, 37 to 10 in the second quarter? You think Dabo's not playing that disrespect thing? You're not – they're the first Dabo's team. out there lying, Jeremy. He's out there lying, saying stuff like they're the first team since 1966 to go undefeated and go from number one to drop down to number three, which is not true. Happened to Florida State back in 2014, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but he's already lying, trying to fire his team. <laughs> no, get your team fired up for two teams that have been in front of you the entire year and you're undefeated. You think Trevor Lawrence didn't notice that he's the only one not going to New York out of these final four teams quarterbacks? All the uh, other ones are. Jalen yep. Hurts, Justin Fields, uh, Joey B, Joey Ballgame. Yes, the only person left out, a dude who's actually won the national championship uh, as starting quarterback. No, Sunshine. No you know, sorry, sorry, uh, Jalen Hurts as starting quarterback. Um, <laughs> so, so Clemson's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Ohio State is going to come in with a chip on their a shoulder. A big chip on their shoulder. Where we you dropped us to number two? Are you serious? But you These, think that's the Jeremy? I think that's the least of their concerns. Both teams. The last mean? time they played Clemson, they got shut out thirty-one to nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, but here's the thing. I don't think either team is going to overlook it. This is a clash of the titans in every sense of the word. It is clash of the titans. Titans. Vegas sees it the same way because Clemson's only two-point favorites. This is big boy football, real football, and if you're anybody, you got to be sitting watching this game. I don't care if you don't even care about these teams. If you love college football, you're watching this game. ESPN has an FPI. It's basically a predictor, a football power index that predicts your chance to win. Number one, the number one team is LSU in this college football playoff. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Clemson. Number four is Oklahoma. However, the number one FPI chance to win the national championship is Ohio State at 35%. LSU is number two at 29%. Here's why this is interesting. Because Clemson is third at 28%, only 1% difference. So Ohio State has a 6% advantage over LSU Whereas LSU and Clemson are neck and neck, and Oklahoma has a measly 9% chance. Nobody believes enough in Alex Grinch or that Sooner offense. And you know you you know me. I hate the nobody believed in us. Nobody thought we could do this. I hate when t- – t- this is the most cliche thing, thing people say in all sports when they win a championship. However. If, uh, however, if Oklahoma pulls this off in some capacity – they have every right, and I hope they do say, nobody believed in us, nobody gave us a chance, because I'm not, and nobody is, because they don't deserve one. They don't deserve one. They deserve to be there, though. Ah, who else are you going to put in? Yeah, they deserve to be there. Who else are you going to put in there? Yeah, exactly. They deserve to be there. They earned it. Georgia does not deserve to be there with their loss, um, with their two losses, because one of those was to South Carolina at yep. home. Yeah, we're not and, even talking about the other teams. I just so who do you see winning Oklahoma Clemson? I mean Ohio State Clemson. Ohio State. I think Ohio State's gonna win it all. Think so? Yep. I don't know, Brandon. If if I had to bet my bet the house on one team and I could only go with one team, I'm it's tough. All three teams, I can see an argument for all three teams. I'm going with Clemson. I think 
I think it's Ohio State or LSU. Um, I don't believe in Clemson's offense, personally. I, um, I say I say Clemson starts off slow. Ohio State gets a little lead. After Clemson adapts to the speed and toughness of Ohio State, which this goes against everything I've ever said, because I feel like um, Ohio State is a second-half team because they're great at making adjustments. I feel like Clemson is going to take a step back to begin with. What, it's, it's almost like that Florida State-Auburn national championship where Auburn came out and went up. But that's part of partly because Florida State hadn't seen a team that good before. But once Jameis Winston and Florida State kind of got used to it, they came back and won the game. I think that's kind of what Clemson's going to do, not because they're so superior, but I think – I just – I don't know. I, I believe in the pedigree. I believe in they've been there and done that. They've played the Alabamas. They've been in uh, uh, pressure positions, uh, pressure situations before. My only thing is – how bad do they get down before they start their comeback? If they can keep it close in the first half, I say they win the game. If they can't, they won't. So you got LSU handling Oklahoma firmly then? Firmly, just like everybody else. And here's the thing. Usually when it comes to teams that West Virginia plays, or not our rivals, but you know teams that we haven't beat for a while, you kind of get mad and like, oh, I don't want them to win. If you're not rooting for Jalen Hurts, if you don't like – I'm not talking about the Oklahoma program. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts as a person, a person who's handled it right. Even at Alabama when he was benched for this freshman quarterback. Even when uh, Nick Saban, Hall of Fame greatest college coach ever, Nick Saban, was saying stuff, he came out and said the right things at the right time, genuinely cheered, genuinely was there, did everything right. If you can't root for a kid who is all class, I don't know who you are. I would it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see Jalen get one. I don't want Oklahoma winning it, but I wouldn't mind to see Jalen win one. That's an oxymoron. I don't, that's care. How I, feel. I don't care. I don't care. This I think this might be the first time in a long time that I don't care who wins it. I've hated Ohio State for a long time in my life because I hate their fans. That's why I hate Ohio State typically. Their fans are so annoying. I don't hate Ohio State like I used to. I just don't. I don't either. I don't either. And I also feel like whoever wins it is going to earn it. Whoever wins it this this year, whoever wins it has earned it for real. Earned for it for real. real. There's three undefeated teams and one team with one loss. And that one loss came uh barely to Kansas State. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 okay. There's three undefeated I, I think, teams. I think I think I think I think the reason is by the way, the other reason why I think Oklahoma has the least chance to win is because I think they have the worst quarterback out of the four. Oh yeah, no, no question for me. They I don't like Jalen Hurts, and they have, like the least, they have the least amount. They have and they have the least amount of talent, NFL talent too. Like there's no question. There's a huge Clemson and Ohio State have the most NFL talent of of the three, probably. Ohio State probably has the most, which is why they have a 35 percent chance of winning. Can, can we talk about Edo? Let's be for real, Brandon. Did is you there not, a more I, perfect? Is there a more perfect coaching coach pairing than Ed Orgeron and LSU? In any, no, at any level, in no, any sport, no, 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 no. I, I agree one thousand percent with that. That is that is who they are. But be for real. When you saw Coach O come through, did you think that he was anything more than just a hometown gritty guy who was going to get you eight, nine wins? Did you ever envision this? Because I certainly didn't. I certainly did. And I don't know a lot about him enough about him. 
but I did not expect this. I thought he was going to be this guy who stayed there for six or seven years, who had some great years. I never expected him to, to turn the whole entire ex- program on fire. I didn't expect him to open up the offense the way they did. Yeah. I did not ex- that's what I didn't expect. I'm shocked by Coach Orgeron. I really am. And, that, and that's what I give him credit for, being willing to open up the offense and do what so many, so many other schools in the SEC are unwilling or unable to do. So I give him credit for that. Um, and, get, and get these kids motivated, man. And Burrow's the best, by the way. So Burrow's going to win the Heisman. He deserves to win the Heisman. Um, what he did against Georgia just solidified. I mean, he's all all year. I got to watch a kid in high school. I got to, I got to watch him in high school up close. I, and by the way, times. I regret that. I, I was telling somebody that the other day. You were like, "Let's go to Columbus, watch this kid. His name's Joe Burrow. He's from Athens." And I was like, "Man." <laughs> I went. And I watched him, and I watched him spin the rock, and I knew immediately he was an NFL quarterback in high school. I remember sitting there, I told Tyson that. I said, he's an NFL quarterback. Um, the, fun, the funny thing is, do you know where his passing stats match up to the other Heisman Trophy winners from the last two years? Well, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield broke all kinds of records. I mean, they they destroyed the record books. Baker had uh, – Kyler Murray had 4,361 yards passing with 42 touchdowns. But that wasn't more than Baker, who had forty-seven, excuse me, forty-six hundred and twenty-seven yards with forty-three touchdowns. Burrow has forty-eight touchdowns. Burrow has forty-seven hundred yards and forty-eight touchdowns, which eclipses both the past two Heisman's purely on a passing stat. stat. Now, granted, both of them ran a little bit more than him, which makes a Kyler big difference. Kyler Murray ran a lot more than him. Um, Burrow does have you know almost three hundred yards rushing and three touchdowns. But this thing is a foregone conclusion. The real question is, who comes in number two? Is it Chase Young's? Is Chase Young, Hurts, or Fields? It's going to be Justin Fields because he only threw one interception all year. Yeah, and what's funny is, okay, oh, he only threw one interception all year. Okay, I got that. And by the way, let yeah. me take that back. I said, I said Jalen Hurts is the worst quarterback. It's Jalen or Justin. I don't know who's worse. Yeah, but, but neither one, neither one have impressed me this year. And people are going to laugh at that because of the stat lines that they both put up. But That's all one. I was going. I was going straight to the stat line. Because first of all, if we want to talk about Chase Young, Chase Young had 16 and a half sacks, and he didn't play against two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. He didn't play against Rutgers. I can't remember the other And team. when he played against Wisconsin and Michigan, they held him and triple teamed him. Literally triple yeah. teamed him. And literally held him. <laughs> and literally held him. 16 and a half sacks. If you don't know, then you won't know. All you had to do was watch him to know how dominant this kid is. I feel like he should finish second. I almost feel like he will finish second. He's a second um, play. He's a second Buckeye to get the Nagurski Award, the best defensive player. You know who the other one was? Um, Katzmoyer? James Laurinaitis, the Dang. animal, little animal. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so Jalen Hurts. All right, so Justin Fields had 2,900 yards passing. 40 touchdowns, and like you said, the big stat is only one interception. He also had almost 500 yards rushing with 10 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had 700 more yards passing. He had 3,600 yards passing, eight less um, passing touchdowns. He threw 32 touchdowns, but he did have 1,255 rushing yards with, I can't tell if I broke 10 or 18. I think it's 18. 18 rushing touchdowns. Oh, no, it is 18. His stat, line is, he, yeah. his stat line is ridiculous. If Oklahoma was undefeated, there'd be a real conversation. Who's the Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow? No, there wouldn't. 
Braden, Braden. No, because because nobody respects the Big 12 defenses. Nobody respects Big 12 defenses. Everybody respects SEC defenses. I think that Jalen Hurts is only in this conversation because people love him so much because of his character. I mean, don't get me wrong. His stat line is ridiculous. If his team was undefeated, if his team was undefeated, you I ran don't know, for Jeremy. He's he's a, he's a he's a Heisman. You he's a QBU. He is. He is. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say that's. So Didn't let's not really say that's the, the last two Heisman Trophy winners, though, whose huh? teams were also undefeated. What'd you say? I said didn't stop the last two uh, Heisman winners who were from his school whose teams also weren't weren't undefeated. No, what I'm saying is you said the only reason he's in this conversation is because people like him. And I was saying I don't agree. It's because he's he's at a blue blood who is Heisman U, who's QBU, and he put up sick numbers. You know what? I wouldn't even – I said Chase Young is going to finish second. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was Hurts. I wouldn't be. I think it's – I don't think it's Chase Young. I don't think Chase Young because Chase Young didn't play offense. Also, and when I mean to me, the fact that people are like, "Where he disappeared?" Well, yeah, they triple teamed him, but the fact that you can do that to a player shows you the impact. It changes the impact you can have on a game. But hold There's, up, if if you could take a player from having sacks because you triple team him, that means other players are making plays. That's the way it, I feel. It, it should mean that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. What I'm saying is, you can't take the. You, it's like taking the ball out of Chase Young's hands. You can't take the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. You can't take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. Yeah, you hands. can. Yeah, yeah, you can. You, you can't take, take it out right of Jalen Hurts. And hand it right to uh, J.K. Dobbins, probably one of the best running backs in the country. Okay? Yeah, but what? <laughs> well, tra- all I'm saying is those guys still got their stats. Yeah. I, I, so, all right, all right. So, right now, to wrap it up, who's your pick for number two? Who finishes second? First, foregone conclusion, Joe Burrow, your next Heisman Trophy winner from Athens, Ohio to Columbus, down to LSU. Technically, he's from the Plains. Excuse me, the Plains. Okay. He, but, I, I'm going to say the, the runner-up will be Justin Fields. Ohio okay. State quarterback is going to get second. I will go Jalen Hurts. All right, we'll see who's right. But that's All it right. for the RV. Huh? I said, All right, son. That's it for the RVK. That's it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know. Please make sure to get a hold of us. Rate, review, subscribe. Holla at your boys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.